Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Overshares podcast. My name is Harva. And I'm Kelson. And this is a brand new episode. And we've got someone really special. Do you want to introduce yourself? Yes. Hi, guys. I'm Yasin. And I'm very excited to be here today. Thank you guys for having me. Tell us a bit about Home Girls. What kind of services do you offer for the girlies, especially those that are listening that can relate? Yes, so Home Girls is a support group on and offline for eldest daughters and daughters from immigrant families. So a quick definition for eldest daughters, because sometimes you might not be the first. So eldest daughter we define is as the firstborn daughter within the household. Sometimes another daughter can take up the role if the eldest daughter decides to strike and reject the role. If you're the only daughter in the household, if all the girls in the household have been parentified Mm -hmm. or if the eldest daughter has moved out, like maybe gotten married, Mm -hmm. etc. So it's not a one size fits all. So different households can look differently. So we are a support group, like I mentioned. We do different services. So we do... A weekly rant session, which is every Friday, where you can just book and come and talk to one of us. It's really fun. 30 minutes, you chat to one of the team. We also have a weekly podcast where eldest daughters share their stories. Oh, nice. You can send in your confessions if you want to get things off your chest. (laughs) Um, We also do monthly events, um, in-person events, and monthly peer support groups online for people that not even just in the UK, outside the UK can join as oh, well. I love that. That's so good. those are some of our services and we're constantly working to create therapy funds. Therapy is expensive. Oh my god, this is so <laughs> sad. Do you know this really makes me sad that eldest daughters actually need all of this? Yeah. It's sad, but I think also it's really nice to have someone else yeah, to, yeah, to not feel alone, to feel validated. So trying to find eldest daughter the, the right therapist therapist that also eldest daughters that yeah. you don't really have to explain yourself so yeah those are That's some so of the good. things we do and about 90% of our services are free because we get funded by That's other organizations good. so yeah feel free to and where can in. they reach you on the socials so yeah we can we're everywhere Home Girls Unite. Home Girls Unite. <laughs> Thank you. Can I just say, Yasin, that Home Girls Unite is probably the only organisation that I've ever seen being catered towards eldest daughters. And the thing is, a lot of eldest daughters, this is why I think it's so important, because a lot of eldest daughters wouldn't have seen what they're going through as a major issue yeah. unless it was put on the spotlight. Mm-hmm, yeah. So it's just, it's great that like they can actually look at this and say, well, this the way I'm being treated is actually morally reprehensible. Like, <laughs> I shouldn't, like, there's an organisation that's telling me this is wrong. So <laughs> it must be. Think- nice that, to, you know, illuminate these issues and yeah. let girls know that this isn't the right way to live. It's not. And it's okay to say no, girls. That's I love that. If you take one thing away. <laughs> oh my God, it's going to be fun. <laughs> I am excited, actually. Right, I want to I carry on the conversation with elder sons and younger sons. Who should the girlies pick? 
I'm just saying. Personally, from my experience, the girl should choose the elder sons. <sighs> However, th- that's not to say there are no irresponsible elder sons. Yeah. We can, you can find like, you know, whatever Allah has written for you will yeah, be for you. Course. So, but you can look at like your traits, what you all have and what you can bring to the table. Strengths, weaknesses. Because we, like we were just talking how some eldest daughters can be uptight. Yeah. Maybe that's why we try to avoid younger sons. But sometimes they might bring that fun side of us, which Violent. can heal our inner child as well. So, so true. It just depends on the person themselves, I think. I'm not going to lie. Now that you said uptight, I feel like I'm very uptight. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that's based on just, and I think it goes with the genre of being an eldest I'm an only I'm an only child. So technically, mm-hmm. I'm the only daughter. Yeah. But um, I think the reason why I'm uptight is just because of the standards that I've like set seen mm-hmm. and around, and I had to set myself that standard from like the couples that are around me. Yes. And like the type of men that I've seen. Not I'm saying all all the men I've seen are bad, but I think that's the reason why I'm uptight. Do you think? Everyone else would agree. I'm not saying you guys are uptight, but I'm just saying I think I am a bit <laughs> uptight. I can't relax <clears throat> to save my life. I feel like I'm unlearning that because it can it can hurt your other relationships, not just even in intimate relationships with friends, yeah. like siblings. Mm. When my siblings are having fun, like when I enter the room, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, here she comes, like the fun police. <laughs> <laughs> but so I'm trying to unlearn that. But I think it's kind of growing up, we weren't given the chance to relax as yeah. much as our, our younger siblings or other members of the family. So I think that definitely contributes to the reason why a lot of us are uptight. But it can be unlearned and True. slowly but surely it's can get it. there. Yeah. Okay. Yes, you know, you're an eldest daughter. Yes. <laughs> How's it been? <laughs> I can't lie. The <laughs> these last few weeks, um, I've cried a lot. No. no, I feel like I just—I don't know. Sometimes you just need a good cry. Of course, yeah, I yeah, think um, running home, girls. I feel like I'm always telling people, "Oh, you've got this." Like, yeah. do you, etc. And then I go home. I'm like, I don't got this. Like me myself. And it's not all the time, but maybe once in a while, you just need a good breakdown, yeah. let it all out, and then get back to it, like we do. Yeah. Do you feel like you have to be quite disciplined? Yeah, definitely. I think we, as elders' daughters, personally, growing up, you've always been told, like, this needs to be this. Like, your siblings are looking up to you, the community, extended mm. family. Oh, I'm just <laughs> triggering oh, everybody. Oh, oh, this is just like <laughs> trigger central. I've got PTSD. Honestly, and I think. The community, that one there, that one got me. I'm so sorry. Are those your biggest. Shall yeah. I say haters? No, it's all the yeah. haters. It's growing up, yes. When we used to yeah, go out when we were little, they used to watch us from the windows. Oh and my tell, god! Like, and then like and snitch then tell on our parents and like snitch on us and like call our parents. But it's Can not so much. It's like the expectation that you have to be weary of the community and stuff. It's just a load of shit. I it think. is a load of shit. I and think. like the comparison to other people's kids. Mm. Yeah, that was like a major one. I think all mums use that as yeah. a way to instigate you to like get better and do whatever. 
But so stop looking at community me. kids for me. raising me. <laughs> stop neglecting me. <laughs> that other person's not doing better than me. Exactly. No, for me, it was like, I know what your kid is doing behind closed doors. So please <laughs> do not use that as an example. <laughs> Thank yeah, you like, very I much. I can tell everyone what your child is doing. And it's, <laughs> and it's annoying because you can't say nothing. No. You don't have to sit in being criticised. It's yeah. really it's really frustrating. And I think it's got to that point. Thank God I'm at a point in my life where I'm like, I actually don't care. Yeah. Like, because yeah. you do what they want they'll talk you don't do what they want they'll talk so yeah, you might as well just you enjoy yourself your and do it for yourself and especially parents like mind your business like <laughs> your child has literally especially now that thank god i don't live at home mm. i don't need my parents financially i'm speaking from a place place of privilege but people that still live at home don't have that comfortableness to just tell their parents to like mind their business yeah um, we're not even in a culturally a position to say that yeah. but I think just nod your head yeah okay mm-hmm. bye and then do what you want and move on <laughs> no honestly sometimes just to shut your mouth and yeah. nod even if you know like what they're saying is wrong just I mean even Dinian wise like you can't really be mean I don't think it's nice to be mean to your parents no obviously. you can't be mean when I was younger so between the ages of like 15 to 18 I did like, I wouldn't say talk back, but I used to argue a lot with my mum and that used to really get to me. Mm. I mean, now we've got an amazing relationship. I mean, we still bicker, but you know, that's normal. Yeah. But like the arguments were really intense at that age. And I remember one of my uncles, (laughs) (laughs) one of my uncles came to visit us one day and he was like, you shouldn't even be arguing. Like you can't tell her, you can't tell her how you feel. Just say yes. And I used to just think, but no, like, I want to tell you how I feel. Yeah. But I think, I think that was more like the teenage rebellionist in me. Mm. So the question I wanted to ask you was, how was growing up as an eldest daughter with siblings? And like, what's the difference now that you've moved out? Yeah. Do you feel relief? <laughs> I do. My eldest daughter journey was quite different because I grew up, I was born and raised in Gambia for the first 11 years of my life. And I was the only child. Like it was just me and my mom enjoying living my life. Didn't know what responsibilities were till I moved to the UK. And then all of a sudden I had a two-year-old brother and I can't go out after school because I have to get home and look after him. Yeah, I lived in a very white area, oh only black people on the street. Yorkshire, that's where I grew up. Ooh. So you can imagine. Where's the accent gone? <laughs> oh, thank God it's gone. Because... Really? <laughs> I love a Yorkshire I accent. Love it. Oh my Yorkshire God, accent. my Yorkshire accent was so thick. When I moved to uni, people used to say something. No. I'm like, leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> but growing up back in Yorkshire during my teens, growing up as an eldest daughter, you think the experience is unique to you. Because mm. I, I yeah. thought it was just my household that was like this until like we started Homegirls. So it was missing out on friendships because you can't go out like you're an immigrant child as well that's another layer that your parents are like going out for what stay at home you're looking after your siblings Mm. you can't do extracurricular activities at school so many things happening having to learn to cook yeah. All of those things I Ooh, hate. We all live the same <laughs> lives. <laughs> Having to learn to cook early. So my opportunity was uni. I was like, I'm going like I'm as far not. away from here as possible. Yeah. yeah. Thank God, alhamdulillah, I was able to get into uni in London. And I never went back. No, I, no we didn't <laughs> go back to Yorkshire. So your family still lives in Yorkshire. Yeah, they're still Girl. there. Wow. I, um, she said, I'm no longer. I was like, I'm not going it. back. And I was like. <laughs> As I used to pray, I was like, as long as I can pay my rent, I'm not leaving. That was like my thing because I couldn't go back there. How was that, that independence like though? Sorry it was, um, it w- I loved it. One one thing 
I couldn't do at home was sleep in peace because yeah. it was like, why are you being mm. lazy? Like, oh. you need to wake up like the Saturday morning. Yeah, clean. clean the house. Like, I hate. I was like, just let me sleep. I do well in school. I'm not on drugs. Like, just let me sleep. <laughs> yeah. And then when I moved to uni, I used to sleep. My oh. housemates used to think there was something wrong with me. Oh. I'm like, no, like, I'm fine. I just like sleeping. You needed rest. Exactly. Resting was, it's like a huge problem in a lot of immigrant homes. A sign of laziness. And I feel like sometimes our parents, if they don't suffer and struggle through things, they don't think you deserve to rest. Mm. Or, or I'm like, no, I need my sleep. So leaving the household i think it's eliminated a lot of my eldest daughter struggles but not completely of course i still have more of like the financial yeah. burden mm. rather than like the emotional being there listening to their problems and babysitting cooking cleaning but I, that doesn't stop them calling me like your brother's done this your <laughs> sister's done this or we need money for this yeah. but i feel like where i am right now it's manageable because yeah. I can set those boundaries. The distance has really helped that. Did they ever try and get you to come back? My dad. <laughs> I was like, no, I'm not coming back. And I think he kind of pretty much gave up after a, like a couple of years. And yeah. then I went on to do my master's. Um, and then when we started Homegirls, Homegirls is something that we run stuff, events, etc. That's not gonna run in Yorkshire like yeah. with a bunch of like people that don't really need it. So yeah. it, it worked out well for me. There's a good point that you made. You were like I think the point you made was how our parents enjoy the struggle. I don't say I don't I don't think you said enjoy. You think that I think our parents something to do with them struggling and yeah. feeling like in order for you to achieve something you need to struggle as well. What I personally feel like that comes from the struggle that they obviously came from. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I mean, personally, my mum, she obviously migrated from Somalia. Yeah. Did the whole bid. She's come <laughs> to London now. She wants your, like, she wants her only child to be educated. Yeah. So I felt like a lot of the pressure that I received from my mum was because she wanted me to succeed with the opportunities that she didn't have. Yeah. And a lot of the discussions that we have now is trying to understand, like, what would be a nicer way to convey those aspirations that she had for me instead yeah. of being like, no, you've got to do this, 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 and this. Yeah. So do a lot of the girls that you, a lot of the girls that come to your community, do they experience, do they talk oh, about yeah. that? How do they feel about Absolutely. that? Absolutely. One of the services we have is rant sessions where you can call in on Fridays oh, and just that. rant about your life. <laughs> and it's, it's a free service like literally what you just said is the same thing a lot of immigrant parents kind of want to instill in their kids however there's an issue because when our parents immigrated they carried all of the things that they're used to in their country of origin and co like copy and paste yeah so there's this term i think it's called the immigrant time warp okay. where our parents, whatever they copy and pasted from their country of origin, their country of origin has moved on from that. They're not even living that kind of life mm. anymore. But they're so like ingrained in that and they want to like hold on to the yeah. culture so badly. Like on yeah, they're, they're not even going up with the time. They're like stuck in that time. So they keep pushing that onto their children. Whereas everyone's moved on like where you live everyone's moved on where you came from everyone's moved on and it's just you stuck in this time and it's like they don't want to learn new ways or yeah. they can't learn new ways to do things because it's so ingrained in them and unfortunately sometimes there's no way of changing that 
if your parent is so happy with what they mm. think they're doing like in their head they're doing amazing like my child is finished uni they're going to do this this and this but i think having conversations is very much something we underestimate with our parents like sitting them down and not making it like a blame thing yeah, like yeah. not you did this you did this like like mom you know when you said this like <laughs> yeah. if, say in this way it might be nicer or yeah. it might help me understand it more yeah. like make it out like you need them like they like to be needed yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so doing it in like ba- like baby steps take talking to them like you would talk to a younger person and just getting your point across without them feeling attacked or that you're maybe trying to that you're being ungrateful that is really like a good way to go about it and i think also speaking to other members of the family that they listen to to get your message across to them there are people like i can tell my dad something he won't listen and i'll involve an uncle and all of a sudden he knows how to listen so those are like other ways to get through it but i think as immigrant children understanding that is really important that our parents their intention may not be coming across as well as they want it to it's not like oh they're just trying to put us under unnecessary pressure Mm -hmm. it's out of love in most cases there's no malice intended in most of the cases i agree someone did a tiktok with her and i think it was like a mom on holiday and she was like, your mom's like living the same life as you only once. <laughs> and it's just so sad because you, yeah. you think about the experience. So I think it's kind of understanding. I think when you're younger, you're a lot more angry and a lot more frustrated. And you're arguing like, why don't you understand me? Yeah. I'm trying to tell you something. You've got the struggle of like being this first generation immigrant kid. And then, and I also feel like with time, parents also get used to the culture remember my mom back in the day i would say she was very strict mm. but then over time she's just like relaxed chilled, yeah. and she's really chilled out yes do you feel like you know we were talking about how parents can be quite difficult when it comes to the way that they like deliver a message it doesn't mm. always come across as being compassionate or whatever do you think that might have something to do with the fact that obviously going back to them being immigrant parents they it was alien to them do you think that the reason that they're so i don't want to call it ruthless but you know what i mean yeah the reason that they're that way with us is because of more the fact that they had to put their dreams on hold so there's a frustration there and also that frustration may manifest in in like a pressure on the child to essentially fulfill those dreams kind of like in a secondary way I agree to some extent. Yeah. I think, I feel like a lot of our, our parents may want to live through us. Um, yeah. So, like, hence some of them pressuring us. But I think also, I feel like we get this disclaimer a lot, and I, I feel a bit uncomfortable even saying it, but some parents are just mean. <laughs> <laughs> like, they're just maybe not nice people. And yeah. because if you think about it, a lot of, like, forget that they're our parents like just seeing them as humans they can communicate with other people yeah like they communicate with people at work they communicate with their friends and other members of the family very kindly why is it that when it comes to that one child you want you can't find compassion or kindness towards them yeah so i think 
I, I get a lot of elders' daughters even saying like they feel like their parents are jealous of them. No. Yeah. It's, yeah. I can understand that though. It's really... they're living... I, I feel like a lot of... If you, you use an example of like a mum that's like come from war-torn countries, she had a young child, mm. and then like you're the same age as her and like you're kind of living your best life. <laughs> then also I feel like parents sometimes just want you to just be around them as well. Yeah. Yeah. I feel and like... And be in their space. They're very... I think a lot of fallout comes when like their child is no longer dependent on them because they can't control you anymore. Yeah. Um, when you no longer need their financial... Assistance. Yeah, exa exactly. Or you don't live under their roof. Or some people, even when they start out earning their parents, there can be like this thrift and tension between parents and children, which is really unfortunate because I think for parents that genuinely care and love their children, mm. that should make you happy that your child is doing so well and thriving in their... In, what you wanted to do them to do all along yeah i think that moves us swiftly onto one of the main questions that we wanted to ask you is i feel like a lot of eldest daughters struggle with finances yes based on the fact that their money is not their money like mm -hmm. you've got to use the money for the whole part for the whole family so do a lot of the girls experience that and what advice do you normally give them yeah financial problems and financial abuse is actually very huge with elders' daughters. A lot there's there's been girls who's had loans taken out under their names. Who, whenever they get paid, money goes straight to their family or parents, especially the ones that live in our home. They're being forced to pay for maybe private school. I've had someone mm. whose family has made them pay for a sibling's private school. Cause That's wild. Honestly, it's crazy. Do you know how much private school fees are? And in that case, I think the the mum felt guilty because all the other children had gone to private school. Yeah. And by the time the last one had to go, the parent was no longer able to afford private school. So they made the oldest take out loans, oh, okay. etc. <clears throat> But it was very draining, like they were in debt. It's um, not good, but I can see... The like, logic Yeah, behind I can it. see Supporting the logic your behind sibling. it. And yeah. I can also see why that's happened. Because when you say private school... You're, you're just like, thinking, you're oh, just... Yeah. What is going it's, on here? It's, <laughs> it's huge. And I think with elders' daughters, the reason why a lot of us have financial burden, some of us come from single parent households mm -hmm. our, our moms are working like long hours and we may feel like it's necessary to support them yeah. so we're probably taking jobs even when we're like still in school or at uni etc student finance a lot of us support our families with student finance money mm -hmm. which is not great so we grow up with financial insecurity mm -hmm. so spending money is an issue you feel guilty you buy a balba juice and now you're like oh that's five pounds gone i can't mm, <laughs> bubble so tea shall i ever buy in bubble tea um, can't get yourself the asos <laughs> outfit because <laughs> you feel anxious exactly oh. so money and anxiety is like a huge thing for a lot of us but i think financial therapy is actually like a really good way to go about it like speaking to a therapist about what you do with your finances and remembering that you actually work really hard and you deserve to spend the money on yourself as much as you give to everyone else and deciding like setting financial boundaries is something that a lot of us don't do enough no i completely agree. i think i would be really scared to be like no 
to my parents <laughs> if they ask. Because yeah. I feel like when I was younger, I used to contribute a lot. Mm. I don't know, it didn't affect me as much because I felt like it was just me and my mum anyway. So it was like teamwork for us. Yeah. But I could understand the pressure if you've got seven siblings and then the little paycheck that you get from like a call centre job is getting used and your peers are probably just enjoying their money. Yeah. yeah. Um, I can see the anxiety behind that. Mm. And also, it, like sometimes it gets to a point where it's you get asked for money and it's almost like second that you just give it yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you don't even feel no ways about it because you've been doing it for so long yeah so i don't know how do you even approach like how do you even approach <laughs> saying no it I just doesn't even feel natural it doesn't feel natural and i think there are ways to i like sending money back home oh, oh don't yeah. even get me started that's, that's the mine. one that used to trigger me a lot. <laughs> I'm like, i don't even know you <laughs> i'm paying for this, this, check this. On me. i don't have to pay for a family back home <laughs> literally like i just want to get myself a coffee <laughs> oh when they ask you for an iphone 15 oh don't. <laughs> and you're like i have a 12 <laughs> i don't even know what 15 is but i think it's starting off what I say to people is instead of saying no which a lot of us find hard choose another amount let's say someone comes to you with for 100 pounds be like I don't have 100 pounds but I can help you with 50 pounds yeah, and then that can be your way of compromising yeah. and creating a boundary yeah well. creating a boundary and then if you're someone that has to give money in the household every month when you get paid bring your money out so everyone can know this is my contribution for the month mm. and I can't give you guys any more till I get paid again so everyone is aware you've contributed everyone knows not to come to you oh, that's because really you've announced it and mm-hmm. like and that goes for other things if you're forced to cook every day if you're forced to clean you can be like guys this week I'll cook on Wednesday and Friday because I'm busy for the rest of the week mm. if they don't eat that's their problem you've already given your time and like your ample you exactly so those are ways you can go about it if you can't afford it be like listen i can't afford it this month maybe next month and then just remind them when i had it last time i did give it to you Mm-mm. so please bear with me yeah. so those are like compromises that you can do unless you absolutely don't have it what are you gonna do yeah and then another thing, I think this is this one's hot topic, <laughs> especially for us being Somalis, girls being treated differently than boys. Oh. <laughs> and how do you like advise? So let's say if I was like an eighteen-year-old girl, I'm being basically used to cook, clean, do everything, but my brother, who's like sixteen, is allowed to just live his best life. Yeah. What sort of advice would you give to someone like that? I think I would say. I always go back to speaking to your parents because it's you don't want people to turn around down the line and be like, well, you should have said something or mm. you should have spoken up. Speak to your parents, speak to their family members. One of the girls on our board, Ilhan, she basically used to do everything, cook, clean, the whole shebang. And then she gave them a week's notice to change. And they did her family. <laughs> she gave her family notice. No, I love this. And they didn't listen. So she packed her bags and went and lived with her auntie. No. And <laughs> we were like so proud of her. How old was she at that time? I think she was in her mid twenties or okay. early twenties. And she packed her bags, she left, and then 
a month later she came back she was like are you guys ready and then they were like yeah right. that she, <laughs> she did it she said you know what this is my period my grace period yeah. and <laughs> if you let don't it. abide by this I'm out I'm, I'm out. out and she did it like now obviously not everyone is in a position yeah. to do that but yeah. I think really speaking to your family and also getting be comfortable with things not being right because I my my siblings used to get away with it because they know I'll wash the dishes because I'll be uncomfortable because I have a little bit of, oh my God, everything needs to be neat. Sit on your hands. Like, <laughs> don't look at that. Walk past that dish. Look at it. Don't touch it. Make sure your area, your room is clean, tidy. Yeah. Make sure you have food for yourself. Make sure you have everything. If your parents don't want to speak to your brothers or other siblings to do things, start building the life for yourself outside of that circle because at the end of the day it's a life skill we all need it mm. it shouldn't be you're a girl you need to do this you're a boy you don't need to do this if your parents are going to be doing gender bi- biases in the household then you need to start being strategic yeah and building the life you want for yourself otherwise you're going to be frustrated my brother, the only chore he has in that house is to take out the bin. Mm-hmm. And oh, even God. if he Don't does it, me. it's like, it's a fight. Oh, oh my God, God, do the bin, do oh the bin, God, do the I bin. And, and my sister, she's 17. When I left, she kind of took on the role. She and she she went on a strike. She was like, I'm not doing That's it. What was, you know what I was going to say? Eldest daughters actually have a lot of power, you know? Yeah. Really and truly, I think if, you don't if realize all it. The, if all the responsibility is on them and everyone's looking to them, they can one day just be like, I'm on strike. I'm done. I'm on Yeah. This. Or for a week, I'd be like, I'm not doing nothing. Watch the whole place collapse. They're going to be <laughs> begging her to come yeah. back. Don't worry, we won't take your money no more. Please, I agree. we'll start we supporting. To, we need to have, we need to be striking more. You have more power than you realize. Like you, if you think about it, they need you more than you need them. Exactly. You literally have all the life skills. <laughs> and it's their biggest leverage. Right? So use it, guys. No, I love this. I love this. Use I'm it. here for homegirls striking. <laughs> <laughs> we should have like a national elders daughter strike. <laughs> a national Does holiday <laughs> elders daughters strike. Exactly. Not lift a finger. Oh, <laughs> Can okay. you imagine? The whole place would crumble. They will. And then the mum would be like, please. <laughs> okay. So we're going to do a quick scenario. Okay. So we've got this scenario and I feel like it relates so well. So it goes, being 26 and living with my family... She goes, um, I love your podcast. I always listen to you guys. So thank you. Thank you, girl. (laughs) She goes, FYI, I'm Somali. She goes, I'm 26-year-old female and I live at home with my mother, grandmother and younger brother. I have one older sister who's married and moved to another city and one other younger brother who's moved abroad for work. So we rarely see him. She goes, being the eldest daughter at home, I do mostly everything and buy everything. I mean, cleaning, shopping, calling the housing, ordering repairs, booking appointments, sorting out mail, replying to them, sorting out the car tax, insurance, sorting out any charges or problems, driving people around, and the list goes on. I feel so bad because I feel like that is a lot. Mm -hmm. She goes, but imagine... You understand what I mean? We do. She goes, it's got to the point where I had so much on my mind and so much to do on that list 
that I literally had anxiety oh. and couldn't stop thinking about it. She's doing that and she's working <laughs> or going to uni or whatever. Like, it, it's insane. Literally. And then holding her own social life. No. Because she has to be sane. She has to be seen. And have relationships. Exactly. It's crazy. It's too much. And then she goes, especially when I have to make calls to sort things out and talk to local authorities. She goes, I thought I was depressed for a few times because I was always in my thoughts and had no one to talk to. And on top of that, I had the pressure of taking care of everything at home. This might seem like something simple, but it's not. We've had so many problems with our house, so I had to call the council nearly every day to chase them, and it's been going on for a year now. I also kept thinking about how we never had a father, and now I have so much on my shoulders because of that. My father has his own family now and takes care of them, but knowing that made my mental health even worse. I would spend many nights crying myself to sleep and waking up the next day pretending everything was okay, and not once has anyone asked me if I was okay. Oh my God, this is so sad. Honestly, it goes on, guys. She goes, the worst one is driving people around. There was a time where it was 1 a.m. and I had to work the next day. So I was in bed with my PJs on and my mum calls me to come downstairs to drive one of my aunties home. I hate that one. You know what? Now I do. I just, I call an Uber. She goes, she only lives 10 minutes walk from our house, but my mum thought it'd be rude for her to go alone. I ended up getting, I ended up getting her, getting her an Uber. Oh, she's smart like me. Nice. <laughs> she goes, I ended up getting her an Uber because there was no way I was going to get up and drive her. Every time there's a guest over, I always have to drive them and it's getting to me. I literally hate it. The real problem with living at home at this age is that I already have two women that want to lead the house, that being my grandmother and my mum. I'm now at the age where I just want to be the only woman who makes decisions for everything. But because it's not really my house, it's typically my mum's, I can't do the things that I want to. She goes, I never get to watch TV because my grandma is always watching the news, so I have to wait till she goes to sleep around 10pm to watch anything. And even then, I can't stay up for long since I have work the next day. The only other option is to wake up early on the weekends before everyone but even then I'd rather catch up on my sleep she goes I know I could still watch something with my grandmother there but sometimes I want to watch cute romantic movies (laughs) so it's only really (laughs) that's only really grandma friendly (laughs) so she can't watch one day no (laughs) she goes and yes I do have an iPad but I just want the biggest screen she finishes off with, she goes, I watch vlogs of girls my age who are married and have their own place with their partners. And I really want this, but it's getting so hard to find someone suitable. I don't want to rush and marry someone just to leave the house. But at the same time, I can't live at home any longer. She goes, I'm expected to clean, which I don't mind. But two minutes later, the house is messy again. If there's a, if there's a week that goes by, I don't clean. My mum and grandma will tell me that I never clean. Sometimes I feel like they're unappreciative of the things that I do for them. And if there's a time where I don't do it, they say you never do anything for us. Sometimes when it's the time of the month and I feel lazy and I want to stay in my room. But once I go downstairs, they will mention how I've been in my room the whole day and I haven't done anything around the house. I just feel like at the stage where I should be living in my own place, trying out new recipes, buying new skincare, trying new hobbies, going out with my girls on the weekend, traveling, falling in love. There's so much I want to do, but I can't do it because I'm too busy taking care of the house and even worse I feel like I'm not appreciated by my family she goes am I the only one that feels this way no no <laughs> no says you're not you're not do you know what I just one thing that I got from that scenario is that resting is a crime right oh. wow 
It's like, why are you sitting down for? You got to be up, up and ready. Oh God, that was a lot. I know, and there's so much That's to unpack That's what I read. My head <laughs> hurts. Days. Um, sorry, girl. That's that's rough. I think I would say for the for the driving bit, I was gonna be like, tell them you lost your license or your license <laughs> has been revoked or something. We need to start. The car road tax is gone. <laughs> we need to start lying. What's the word <laughs> with the incompetence where men? Yeah, we need to weaponize incompetence. Yeah. You men know, do I, that so I, well. I see a lot of elders also that's actually not learning to do things on purpose yeah i had a driving scenario of how this girl said she wanted to learn to drive but she refuses because she's gonna turn into the driver. driver exactly but i think the fact that you called an uber is actually really smart and i think moving forward i hope you don't go out of your way to be dropping everyone on the street you know what she houses. needs to say she needs to say i'm scared of driving at night yeah. She needs to say, guests can't be staying in my house till <laughs> 1 a.m. that time. And yeah. if they do, you got to walk 10 dro- minutes, love. <laughs> you like, chose to come here at 1 a.m. Exactly. But you can't really say. But I think, I think setting strong boundaries with your mom is really important. Like being like, I don't want to be disturbed after this time. Yeah. Um, if you're in bed, maybe put a note on your room. I'm asleep. Leave me alone. Nicer. In a I'm nicer not way. I'm a Somali household. <laughs> you cannot they do will not that. respect that. <laughs> they just, just walk come in. Badging. But I think having boundaries with your mom, like, yeah. I don't mind doing these things for you during the day, but at night, yeah. safety reasons. You can't just be driving, like, up and down at night as well. She can um, also use the excuse, like, oh, I'm working tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. Exactly. Lie. Lie your way out of things sometimes yeah. is really important. That's 7 a.m. And I think if she can afford to, maybe buy herself a TV for her room. room Mm. Valid. That can help watch your own shows when grandma's watching her news. I think that would be a way to... I think I would say people that live at home that can't escape, Mm. make your room into the nicest place ever. Like, decorate it, make it cozy, make it your safe place where when all the chaos is going on in the household you can have that area to just go and be with yourself with no stress i think with the whole getting married to escape i wouldn't advise it it's like you're leaving one stressful situation to get into another potential stressful situation so if you can wait just continue making the ah and like someone will I was going to say, I watched this girl on TikTok the other day that was talking about how she did tahajid for like two weeks straight. She was like, I just kept doing tahajid. And the one thing that she was asking for is to be able to move out. And she mm. was able to do it. Amazing. So, I mean, you never know what exactly. can happen. I feel like nowadays moving out as a girl to your own place is a little bit more accepted yeah. than back in the day. So mm. I think you can, you will be able to do it. I think you just it's a lot of convincing that you have to do with your mom and grandma yeah. and just saying the things that you can do to support them at the time when you have your own space, you've got more free time to do things for them. Mm. So I feel like, I just feel like she needs to make lots of dire yeah. to try and get out of this. I think before she moves out, she needs to practice boundaries. She does my favourite topic. The re- the reason I say that is second children, for example, not an eldest girl, but the next one doesn't necessarily get burdened mm. much, especially if you if they know they've got an eldest child that's doing everything, right? Yeah. 
And when you ask them to do something, they have like the freedom to either decline or say I'm tired or do this or that mm. because they know that someone's going to take care of it. Yeah. So I just think she needs to go on strike. She needs to practice being on strike <laughs> in her house. Yeah. Let everyone fall apart knowing that they can't just like lean on her to do everything exactly and then not even be appreciative telling her that she doesn't do anything around here if you think i don't do anything around here i'm not gonna do anything we can all live here in christ (laughs) let's live in filth (laughs) for two weeks and see what happens i think that boundaries is you can't carry everyone's burdens on your head because when it's you do everything for everyone when it's time for things to be done who comes who shows up for you no she needs to be selfish exactly i think she's be that, carefree I and think selfish i honestly i feel like being selfish is a compliment now to yeah. me like oh thank you <laughs> i've been waiting for that because i don't think we're selfish enough yeah and we're always told put everyone else first put yourself last no like don't go off like and just live like carefree like no one else exists but it's important that to put yourself first because literally some of us like if we want to get married and have kids Mm. we're gonna leave a caretaker position to go into another caretaker position because it's one thing yeah, one thing you having have your own time to yourself exactly and if you idolize marriage thinking that it's going to be so great when you no. move out and it's actually not <laughs> you're just going to be depressed even more <laughs> you're like what the hell is going on here <laughs> and i think that's why a lot of elders don't want children because they don't want to be responsible for oh. other humans because they've raised their siblings, siblings. like yeah. some some pe- some kids call their sister's mum. Yeah. Like it's ridiculous. So I feel like if you can move out without getting married and to even have that space for mm. yourself, even for a year or two. Yeah. Go mm. out, enjoy yourself, get to know who you are outside of that role is really needed. I Do agree. you find that a lot of eldest daughters that have moved out have said that it's like the best decision? Oh my God, they love it. Oh. They really love it. And we so we have a group chat, a WhatsApp group chat. And we have a moving out group chat where girls that want to move out come together and look for house, oh, become nice. like housemates. Oh, and they can become housemates. Yeah, they How can. Cute so is they that? put like all their requirements, like budgets and stuff. And oh, every other like couple of weeks, someone's like, "Oh, I'm moving out." And one girl invited me to their housewarming party last summer and I, it's so like I'm so I'm like a proud mom I'm like, oh, <laughs> it's emotional isn't it's, it it's so nice because I know like there's a lot of discourse online about the eldest daughter role like people joke about it a lot but a lot of people so, are going yeah. through it like yeah. people Most are really people depressed are. people are like tired like we've come to actually see it as like a covert form of gender-based violence like mm. that sounds dramatic but it's it's At literally some households it, is. It, it is for some girls so if that's what you need to do to save yourself a bit don't deprive yourselves of things you want because mm. you've had this hard childhood of raising yourself raising your siblings raising your parents mm. and now you're going to have to raise a man Oh God! God. You know one (laughs) thing. Do that. Sorry to interrupt you, but one thing that came into my head, and I feel like it's in this scenario, is how parents, some parents, can sometimes weaponize the dean against you, and then that like creates more guilt for you. So like, if you talk back to your mum, not talk back, but if you disagree with your parents, if you're even slightly critical of what they say, yeah, it's like 
how can you say that about how can you say that is Denby like Denby meaning it's a sin like mm. you shouldn't be talking back to your mum you should listen to everything I say you need to fo-. and it's like realistically you're not being a healthy parent yeah do you know what I'm saying and yeah like, you're not parenting in a way where it's like you're thinking about your child's well-being it's more of what I need mm. and also what also comes into it it's like a sense of ownership yes against you because you're my child I own you and like <laughs> you need to do these things for me and I know that sounds very toxic it sounds very toxic and it's not and it might not be like that for everyone mm. but some parents have that like ownership over you like meaning like I had you yeah and you have to do what I say yeah and do and everything I say and I feel like a lot of eldest daughters struggle with that mm-hmm. of course yeah. that's that's something I feel like I struggle with myself especially more on my dad's like my mom alhamdulillah she's like do you like live your life mm. but the whole talking back I'm like I'm not talking back. I'm responding. Like I'm, I'm responding <laughs> I'm to like, what you know you, how I feel. Exactly. It's a conversation, and, right? Or they'll jump like oh, you're being rude. Like no, I'm not. I'm literally telling you what you asked me. And I think they're always like, oh, you know, Allah said be good to your parents. Like did Allah say be bad to your kids? Like yeah. it's always one sided. Yeah. It's like you pick what picking what you want for your kids to do that. And I'm thinking. No, you should want your kids to thrive outside of you. And I've like I'm I feel like to some extent I always think is it that you don't trust that you've done a good enough job as a parent to let me be free outside of your household? Is it that you don't think you think you could have done more for me mm. and now you're like scared of what I will be outside of this environment? And it's really sad because it's put a strain on relationships. Now, yeah. I, now I'm not gonna go to you with my news because is it like an be, insecurity as well? I think it's it's an inse- I think it's an insecurity thing, and I think it's also a possess- possession yeah, possessive like a- thing. Like I did this for you, okay, and you're my mom, you're my dad. Like, isn't that what you're supposed so to do? Mm. I you should hope that you did it for me so I can do it for my child. In, mm. If I have children in like a selfless way in le- in a selfless yeah. way rather than oh i did this i did this like and i think it goes back to this girl because i feel like her saying that every time someone comes to the yard i've got to drop them home like why are you not thinking about me as your daughter and thinking in this, this you know what i mean like in big Outside, old london at yeah. 1am you're trying to tell me to go drive her home what if that's your friend tell her to go do you know what i mean like exactly. that is so i wouldn't say it's so, it is selfish in a way like she's not thinking about her daughter she's not she's, she cares more about the friend and the, the courtesy of dropping this friend home so mm. she doesn't think it's like the short term validation yeah from yeah friend. exactly and it's, it's like what do about... others think what does the community think yeah like she didn't she came to my house and no one dropped her home but like you need to it's your child 1am like she's got work the next day who's going to look out who's gonna drive me back I have to drive me back what about <laughs> what I want <laughs> exactly oh, it's really it's really tiring man what would you say are like five short-term solutions that this girl like things that she can do I guess to like get herself out of the funk I think based short-term, on like your knowledge and understanding of the situation short-term like she mentioned like I think she wanted to go on holidays like other girls do everything she mentioned just made me <laughs> sad like those are things that you should be doing in your 20s right yeah I think if she can you don't even have to go far 
Like book yourself a night in a hotel and go and sleep. Yeah. That's a really good one. When you get paid, buy yourself something first before oh. anyone else. Like mm. treat yourself to something really nice you've always wanted. If you have a f- trusted friend or she mentioned her sister no longer lives at home, go and visit your sister if she's a safe space mm. or go and visit a friend. Maybe have a TV rotor at home. Be like, Grandma, you can watch <laughs> your bloody <laughs> they'll respect you. you know, TV rotor, cleaning rotor, <laughs> Honestly, all, rotor. all the rotors, if, if you could do that. And I think also like... They might respect her more though if she does that because then they'll be like, she's actually you know, speaking up. Sometimes they think we're pushovers. Yeah. So they, they just like, this, look at this girl, like she'll do it. Like yeah. get up, like be ready for like... If you show someone that they can take the piss out of you, they, they will. will continue to keep taking the People piss out of you. People are takers. Yeah. Like, they're not going to be like, oh, don't worry. I'll drive her today. Yeah. No, they're like, oh, she, she, she drives anyone her. So they'll continue taking the mic if you let them. So don't be scared to stand up for yourself. That's what they want. They want you to be a chicken and not stand up for yourself, but show them that you're actually capable. You run a household. Cause like some chaos. You ca- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> cause ca- move mad. Like we always say, move a little bit. You just need to show them you're capable. Of the of it, you're yeah. capable of doing some dangerous stuff. Not violent. Yeah. But, <laughs> but just be ready to <laughs> cause chaos in the household. And also choose your favorite family member. Like maybe if it's your brother mm-hmm. and go on like a sibling date with them yeah. i feel like sometimes we we underestimate our siblings as our allies in the household yeah. some of them aren't but if you can like go out with them um talk to them about how you're feeling if they're in an age appropriate space mm-hmm. and just always remember that you're not in the wrong yeah like i think that's really important because a lot of us feel like we're always in the wrong for not wanting to do these things and try to divide the labor yeah, I was going to say shouldn't. that's really what you just mentioned about befriending a sibling mm. is going to work in your favor because ultimately you you've got them on side now. They know how you feel, so you can start they like can just come good to each other. Yeah, or like fobbing them off with some tasks if you've got too much on <laughs> exactly. your plate right now. <laughs> exactly, like share. Let them be the first to like. Like, oh, do you want to wash these dishes? I'll dry. Yeah. Don't just throw all the dishes at them because then you'll have a fight on your hands. But <laughs> just, just be smart sprinkle, about sprinkle. it. Sprinkle, <laughs> sprinkle. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Honestly, we loved thank having you. Having you. Is there anything that's coming up? When's your next event? Where can the girlies yeah, come we and sign have, up? We have events end of each month. So okay. we have our online support group sessions, which is usually the last Friday of each month. From 6 p.m. to 7:30, and then we have a elders' daughter date night coming, like where we just all go out to eat. I love um, that. So, and then we have different stuff coming up for International Women's Day and World Book Day. So, keep an eye on our socials for all of those. Oh, thank you, you so busy. Busy. Thank you. you, thank you for having me. I've had mm. fun with yeah. fellow eldest daughters. <laughs> oh, what's been like your proudest achievement with home girls um, and just the whole like ethos of eldest daughterism? I 
think I think I would actually say being able to secure good funding because it just helps us do more. Yeah. Like if we don't have money, we can't support the girls. So shout out to all our funders um, for helping us get the monies and keep giving us money, please. So we can do more. So yeah, thank you. (laughs) I hope it like continues to prosper because you guys are doing amazing. Thank you very much. Thank Thank you. you. Guys, our guest has left. So it's just, it's us again. We've also got an audience today. Oh my God, guys. We've got to be honest today. Yeah, like we've just, everyone's here today. The place is popping. We've got Rufia, our editor in the building. They ever here. Woo! We've got Galada, the producer. Woo! And oh you've also gosh. got me and Hala. Yay. <laughs> it's so crazy. I don't think they've ever heard us say Rufia. Rufia is everything. The one name we scream oh all the time God. when we say some problematic shit. Literally, so. Rufia saves this podcast from cancellation on like a weekly, weekly basis. Take that out, Rufia. Take that out. <laughs> anyway, guys, there's so much to talk about. I know, you have to like, I'm Listen, in the eldest daughter mind. Like, I no, no, I need to get out of that. We need to be in happy mode right now because I watched one day. Did you finish one day? Did you finish? Colton oh didn't finish God, it. I, I know she hasn't. I finished it. I, I finished it last night. I was up till 1am watching it. It was so sad. Guys. Do you know what's really sad about this show yet? Can we break it down? So there's a film adaption. No, it starts off with a book. I haven't yeah. read the book. I I'm going to read the book this week. I watched the film with Anne Hathaway and that charming English chat. Didn't find it. And, no, it did. It didn't. I n- now, that, the comparison wait, now. Wait, though. I thought that film was amazing when yeah. I first watched it. Oh, but, okay. I, but I didn't like the ending because it was abrupt and then it ended. There was no... We had no understanding as to what happened next. The reason why this series was so great is they dedicated a bonus episode to understanding the sadness, the emotional. Do you know what I mean? Like what they he came went back through. together. The fact that they were planning their lives. Every time she said, "I don't want to be a footnote in your world," oh my God. And she was the whole storyline. I can't just say like life. she was so like. I feel like the show in itself. What's her name? The girl was like really witty. Yeah. And like she was quite cool, and I also like the soundtrack. Yes, There's the good music on the show. Really good. I think the main things that stood out to me was, and I compared because I watched the movie this weekend as well because I was like I need to compare. The girl was very authentically English. Yeah, she had like a northern accent. She was very witty. She had that northern charm about Even her. Even though Anne Hathaway's character was equally as witty, because they were like all manic. No, but they her. Her. no, I'm not bringing her character down. Oh. What I'm trying to say is, when you watch the movie, her accent is very forced. Now yeah. that I've watched it, and her. I feel like the series, the female in the series is a lot more like... Authentic, Bold. From the North. Like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I, I resonated more towards... No, Although she, I'm not putting down Anne Hathaway. It was a very good movie. Yeah, I saw... But we're I, talking about the series now, I okay? I thought Anne Hathaway did a good job. I'm not going to lie. I thought she was a great Emma Morley, but I do think this girl was better. This is so much better. She it's had, so much more it, she, was like, she was like Emma Morley with sauce. Yes. <laughs> oh my God, guys. a bit guys. of spice, a bit of millet. I was literally crying. Oh, I think it was probably because I'm on my period, but who cares? I'm over it now. I don't like, think it, it, I, the one thing that I didn't think was it wasn't as sad as how you described it. And I feel like your emotions were more heightened at the time that you watched do you it. you really think yeah, so? Yeah, because when it I watched so it last sad. night and that horrible scene happened, A, I was prepared for it because I'd watched the film already. B, but it was what happened after wait, that was more sad. So the, the final episode was a sad episode, but it wasn't as sad as like how you describe. And I, the reason oh, for I don't that, know what yeah, Carlton is experiencing, because Harlow was like to me, I cried for days. I did. What are you guys on? 
What's it was so sad you guys? because what happened in the movie, what they didn't do so well is when she died, it was just him in his cafe speaking to Ian. But the moment, like the sense of grief that was shown at the end of series, I don't think it was that deep. I think it was like, the only bit that was Agreed like to disagree. the only bit that like really caught me was like when he was like crying about that bit made me cry. I'm not and like lie. the bit where he was crying and then he hallucinated her. No, the hallucination bit didn't and make then me like, sad. The, and then the fact that it he was, was sad. Like, I felt sad for him, but it didn't make me cry. Like you described how I you it cried. Was really sad. And I think the reason why is because obviously you had your no, week. No, I'm not. I'm not. You sad. had your week. Okay, we're gonna change this up. I'm gonna watch it again. I'm. On I think you need to watch now. it again. I'm gonna watch it again. I, I watched it. I watched way. it during like a very unemotional time. In my in my hormones, I they weren't know. heightened. I mean, I've spoken no, to you a lot of girls. Wet white. No. What's going on? I've spoken to Colton. I think you might be dead inside. What's going oh, on? I don't know because usually I you need to reevaluate like, yourself. It wasn't like I didn't cry. Like there were bits where I was like really tearful. My mum was looking at me like, "What the hell's wrong with you?" But it's, you described this like oh, um, oh like encompassing emotion where you it were was. crying for, de- it for was. days. It was. I feel like. Cr- Crying for days over a show is mad to me. No, I leave the crying. I just kept remembering the. F- there was this one line that I kept remembering, where she was like, "What is your problem? Can I not have emotions? Colton, you're dead inside." There was this one line I was you remembering. Know, there's something yeah. wrong with you. Too. And the line was, <laughs> and the line was, she was like, when he started hallucinating her, and then it was something along the lines of like, "How am I going to get over this?" And she was like, "With time." And then she disappeared. That fucking ended me. <laughs> Can I just say, basically, for Riffy, I need to get Riffy. Riffy, have you seen the movie? Have you seen the show? Thank you. She can't. She can't. She can't say nothing. This girl, she's passed away. She's dead, buried, gone. It's been one. You've seen the film, though. So it's fine. She's like in the final episode. The episode is dedicated to what's his name? Dexter. Dedicated to Dexter. I don't even remember his name. Dexter May. Can you shut up? Let me fucking explain. The episode is dedicated to Dexter Mayhew's grief and how he essentially tries to not overcome. He definitely doesn't overcome it. He's going through it. But there was an episode about his it's like his POV. And in the episode, the ghost of the girl keeps appearing and talking to him, and, Hall- and then she disappears. So that's what Harlan's talking about when she means. But that, that isn't set own- me off. But I, it's my. Why am I getting triggered by this? Because it's just so weird that you're. But if I'm, by it's if weird I'm- that you're emotional over this. Too. I don't know why. Colton, I think you're experiencing your own emotions. I don't know. I don't think but I personally bad. found it very emotional, mm. and, I, and I know a lot of people that I have. There's a support group. Gala, no, they're no saying there's a support Gala, group that I can that see you've got tears in your eyes right now. This is your eyes. So Gala, they can't hear what Galada said. So Galada just said that there's a support group that Netflix created for this show. Is that what you said? Damn. So it's know. not just it's not just me, babes. I need to, I need the I need the listeners who didn't find it that deep to message me because bloody hell. I was waiting for all the did the whole TikTok on it. I, I was, was on episode five at it. this point. I finished the show and I was like, what what now? Okay. <laughs> I mean, agree to disagree. What can we do? Moving on. <laughs> what was I going to say? Moving on. What else happened? Oh my God, Beyonce. That woman's marketing. Um, can we just say now? I'm going to be a cowboy now. I mean, what, what else? What's next? House music, country. What else is she going to do? Classical. I've, I've got a really, um, I've got a funny opinion about Beyonce's stint in country music. <laughs> Why? What is it? And I don't want the beehive to come for me. No, I mean, so basically, free. it's just uh, obviously there was a thing that I saw online that said Jay Z's Grammy might have been like a boost just to create some hype around Beyonce so that she can release this. That's not what I wanted to say. I wanted to say 
obviously Taylor winning album of the year. Like, oh, come on. I feel like there's a correlation between this. Taylor's on Flippin' Time magazine. There's a lot happening with Taylor. My whole Twitter timeline is Taylor. The algorithm's pushing Taylor. They're creating AI of Taylor. There's a lot of Taylor going on, right? Okay. So, you know, and then there was this whole thing with the Grammys and Beyonce not winning album of the year, etc. And now Beyonce's doing country music. <laughs> I feel like but there's I- a correlation. But I let's, don't know. Let's and another thing, another thing that I saw, I it just seems to me that Can not I ask a lot you of a people. Question? Wait, let me finish. It just seems to me like based on what I saw at the Grammys, that a lot of people are just shook of Taylor because she's cleaning up at the moment. A lot of artists. Beyonce comes along, has to do the most. Like again, <laughs> another black woman having to do more than the average to prove herself in this industry, and I feel sorry for her. Why should she have to delve into bloody country music? Because she's from Texas and her roots. But let me just ask but, you something. But come but on, has she, has she done let this me just before, though? Yeah. She has. But oh, let shit, me, no, let me explain okay, to you. Okay, Rufia, take that out. No, let me Fuck. explain something to you. So Act 2 was always Act 2 from Renaissance. So she already had this plan. And you're not going to make a Beyonce <laughs> ad with Horizon that cost her... I think they Verizon. paid... Horizon, sorry. Yeah. That they paid her $40 million to play in the Super Bowl on the whim of her not winning... I just an feel album sorry for last Beyonce. week's I'm Grammys. It doesn't lie. make sense. I feel. I don't think I feel sorry for Beyonce because she she's a rich woman, number one. <laughs> so it doesn't matter. Yeah. But the sec- the thing I get where you're coming from. I just feel like she has to do a lot. She but she's a sing. black woman. She's got to she sing, has to. dance. Like she's just got to do. She a does lot. a lot more she's than got Taylor. To, like, fall I get into that. Loads of different genres. Like it's a bit mad. Sometimes but I'm just getting She have just given an album of the year. I don't think she would have done. She would have gone to most of the trouble that she's been to in in during her flipping entire career span. Do you think so? She's been through a lot. I think she enjoys it. I think oh. that's the difference. But the other thing I wanted to say to you, and this is a really good analogy about your Taylor and Beyonce thing. People have basically said that the way they see Taylor Swift is like a bestie. Right. right. So Taylor is like that bestie. She's loyal. You relate to her music. You guys go through similar things. Boy drama, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But the way you see Beyonce is like a big sister. Yeah. You idolize her. No. At, I'm not saying we you. We don't idolize Beyonce. I mean, I miss them. But do you know what I mean? People idolize Beyonce. Like you, you look up to her is a better way of saying it. People, I'm not saying you. But I'm saying no, generally people. I don't have people. a problem with it. Stop trying to make up. I've got no, no problem keep with reacting. Beyonce. But I'm saying... People in general that support Beyonce see her as a more role model compared to Taylor. I don't think I would. I wouldn't see Taylor as a role model. I think Beyonce I see Taylor is as someone fucking that's like, talented. Yeah, but I feel like she needs to. Skin. She's been through a lot. What has she been through? I I'm just, confused. I, I just feel like she's done a lot. But that's her job. No, come on. Like she does a lot, but okay. She's, I think she does a lot because that's the I, level of I'm, creative she's no, on. But, uh, my thing is in comparison. It's because everyone else is in comparison par, that's to, why. to Taylor Swift. But Taylor's a white woman. She can get away with. Taylor's very talented. I think Taylor's amazing. I think Taylor's the amazing. way she writes and what she does. But I feel like when I saw the, I, when I saw Ed Sheeran, Miley Cyrus, all giving it the when she announced that she's gonna release a new album because I they should. I know they're sick of her. Because she's amazing, that's what I'm saying to you. But I don't think people should compare Taylor and Beyonce. They're two different categories. They're two different things. Anyway, anyway well, she Beyonce's now going to be in the hopefully Grammys country music category next year. So no, I think that <laughs> they're inherently racist towards us. So I don't think so, but we'll see. So Rufia basically said that 
Beyonce has been doing this for a long time. She's a, a seasoned level. artist. She's been doing high level creation for a very long time. Artistic genius, if some would like to call it. Taylor Swift is now entering that sort of pinnacle. It could be that Beyonce is like, I wait, is this girl that. gonna dethrone me soon? No, shall I tell you what it is? The only reason you guys are seeing Taylor Swift is because she's become so overexposed with what's happening with Travis Kelsey mm. that before she only had Swifties that had her back. And let's be real, Swifties, were, there's a lot of them, okay? They really did, they, they were loyal, right? But now she's become so overexposed that people like you, me, and everyone else who listen to Taylor or who aren't, let's say, supposedly her biggest fans have experienced who Taylor is through this NFL Travis Kelsey bullshit. So this level of exposure is like comparison to Beyonce. I think that's the way I see it now. But I'm not saying that Taylor isn't as big as Beyonce. I think she definitely is. But I think Beyonce, just, she's just got that Janice car that I don't think Taylor has, that obviously the Grammys aren't rewarding. Which is much. so sad. It is. Poor lady has to do multiple genres. <laughs> she has to sing, she has to dance. She was in a bloody girl group, for goodness sake. It's a lot of work. There's a lot of work behind her and I just don't think that she gets... You mean she, she gets the credit for it? She gets credit, she gets her flowers, but I don't think she gets the flowers. Even look at the marketing strategy with how she brought out her new album, the Act Two, and how Taylor did. Taylor, a lot of people are upset and I wouldn't say it's... I wouldn't say it's musicians because they haven't said what they said, but a lot of people on TikTok are upset that she's basically said that she's going to do this new album on a stage where her peers are present. Does Taylor collaborate with people? Yeah. Yeah, she does, doesn't but, she? But she's done this, she's basically said, I'm doing this new album in front of her peers, and that's why people are triggered more by Taylor. Whereas Beyonce always takes it to the next level in terms of marketing. She was the first person to ever bring out a self-titled album and just dropped it mm. randomly without doing any marketing, anything. She just said, this is the album, go listen. And everyone ran to it. And now she's one of the, I think she's one of the only people that's dropped an album mid Super Bowl. Do we, are we even talking about Usher's Super Bowl performance? No, we're not. We're only talking about Beyonce dropping an album and the way that she did it. Yeah. Because that's how genius this no, woman she's, is. She's, she's amazing. She, so Galada said she's the reason why music gets released on a Friday. And no, I think she's absolutely, I think she's probably one of the most influential women in the world. But the thing is, I'm, I'm not trying to pit Taylor against Beyonce. That's not what I'm trying to do. I just don't think Beyonce <laughs> gets the award show credits. She doesn't get her flowers. Credits. Yeah, I don't know why. Like a lot of people on the internet are basically saying like award shows. I don't even know why people watch those because they don't basically... They don't but that's a lot of black artists though. It's that's not just sad Beyonce. though, isn't it? Yeah. That's actually sad. And they create most of the thingy. I'm just saying, Shaydan is going to have a field day with us because... Come Ramadan, we've got a Beyonce album, we've got a Taylor Swift album, Ariana Grande. Do you know what I mean? It's going to be real hard. Bridgerton's coming out mid Ramadan. Oh my like, God, why? What are we going to do? What are we going to Guys, we can't, we can't do any of this we stuff. Can't we can't indulge. Win. It's going to be crazy. <laughs> no, we're, going, we're literally going to do a band. We're doing a detox, no albums, no. And on top of that, yeah. While all of that, sorry to interrupt you, while all of that is happening, Israel is bombing Rafa the whole of last night. I know, I saw that. It's just, 
It's an oxymoron, isn't it? The yeah. Rafa being, I just want to say for the record, Rafa being the safe space that they were told to go to is now being bombed by occupying forces. And no one said so, anything. So, so, you know, everyone said that this people, a lot of people were contesting the fact that this was a genocide, this was an ethnic cleansing, and now we know it really is. Yeah, it's just sad. Let's bring the mood back up. Guys, we're going to read out some confessions from last week that we didn't get to. And hopefully we're going to make up for that really rubbish Monday madness from last week as well. Guys, we're going to be doing craziest things that happen over the weekend. So, Colton, take it away. Right, we've got talking stage getting a bit too serious. I'm just a baby girl. I realise I might need to stop. Oh, my God. Does he want to get married? Is she trying to sabotage? Ooh. What to expect if I marry a Somali man? I'm Moroccan, please. I'm not oh my doing god, this. we can't even do trying this. to get me bags. Literally. I'm not doing that. They're good men. We love Moroccans. And we love Somali men. Okay. <laughs> Rafia! <laughs> okay, let's answer the question properly. What to expect if I marry a Somali man? I'm Moroccan, please help. So a Moroccan woman wants to marry a Somali man. What do you expect? They're very they're very funny. Yeah, they've they've got good banter, Somali men. You'll be laughing all the time. Yeah. Other than that, I mean, <laughs> I'm joking. They're cool people. They're, they're just, very generous. They've got big families. Yeah, big families. Kidding, big oh bundas. Wide hips and big bums. No, I'm joking. Not they expect even... you to cook and clean when they do. Fuck all. Don't worry, <laughs> Somali man. Okay. I know this is off topic, but are you guys sisters? We're cousins. I had to organise an event. And on the exact day, four hours earlier, my bank account was inaccessible. What? What's happened? Did someone steal your money? I hope not. She said her bank account was inaccessible. She didn't have money for the event. That's really sad. I sneak out for one hour and 30 to speak to a guy and told mum I'm going to Tesco Express. (laughs) Enjoy yourself. Oh, the good old times. Not really crazy, but watched Hijack and loved it. It was crazy in that sense. Hijack is actually a really good show. It is a really good show. Should we tell them the funny story of when we met Idris Elba? I think we told them already. Do you want to tell it again? Yeah, I think we should. So basically, <laughs> me and Holder went to an event and Idris Elba and his wife Sabrina were there. They just looked so glamorous and I'm very amazing, amazing people. So obviously me and Holder were trying to talk to Idris, obviously, that, <laughs> and we've just... We've seen this man on the TV for how many years? We've never seen him in real life. I said, I'm, t- I'm not taking any chances We've got here. to say hi. We've got to come with some conversation. It can't just be basic. We can't just say random shit. And we'd finished watching Hijack the week prior. So we thought, you know what? That's our hook. We're going to we, go in right in there. We went in, we went in, we look up, we see Idris Elba. He's huge, can I just say? <laughs> No, not. he's just so big, right? And we're like, oh my God, I can't believe I'm looking into the eyes of Idris Elba. <laughs> and we were just straight away, we were like, we watched Hijack, you were so sick. No, like, you started stuttering. Oh, no, I didn't start no. stuttering. Don't even lie, Arla. I was sweating, but I was You were like, uh, uh, and no, then no. you spoke. No, no, no. I went like oh. this. I said, I really enjoyed watching you in, in Hijack. And he didn't know what to say because obviously it wasn't a question. So then yeah, it was just like, yeah, he was really cool. Yeah, he, he was really so mellow cool. about it. And I wish we'd gone in with a question. Wish we'd have said something random. And then Hard obviously follows on. He's like, yeah, like the show was so good. Like 
what's going to happen next? Is there going to be another another episode? Because there was only six episodes. And then he was obviously couldn't tell us. So that was another shit question. It was just, I felt like I couldn't breathe. Yeah, I agree. I agree. <laughs> I just started speaking to his security guard afterwards. And then we took a picture with him. And I swear to God, when I look back at that picture, it looks like, like, me and Harder have gone out for milkshakes with our dad. I swear <laughs> to God. Like, honestly, it's just me and Harder standing beside him and he's just like... <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I've got daddy issues. I'm creeping daddy issues. What can we say? What can we daddy say? Daddy Idris. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Okay, carry on. You didn't share the recipe to whatever this delicious meal is. I They're referencing the image that I put and I think it was the food that we had last weekend. Uh, we mention this place all the time. This is just getting embarrassing now. Yeah, they need to pay us now. They need to they? pay us now, so yeah, you're not gonna know. <laughs> Carry on. We are oh, the gatekeeping. I'm gatekeeping now, because actually, I'm actually gonna gatekeep, because last weekend we couldn't get a table. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie, we were queuing up for ages. I don't know if I wanna talk about this, so I don't know. Do you wanna talk about this? No, it was, it was really nice. <laughs> Carry on. Took a bus to the restaurant to pick up food rather than get it delivered, then took the bus back home. Um, I don't think that was good use of time, but <laughs> I reward you for the effort that you paid. Do you know what I mean? Like, I would have just paid for the delivery myself, but you know. Yeah, me too. I would never take a bus. The fact that I would be told to take a bus to go get takeaway would put me off and I would just cook. But the reason why you're ordering food in the first place it's is the convenience. It's, yeah, it's for the convenience and you're too lazy to cook. So you've taken the convenience away now. Yeah, you've got to sit in the laziness, allow it to consume you so that you pay for delivery as well. Oh, maybe we're just lazy. Maybe. Maybe she's had. A, she's got an Apple watch and she was trying to close her rings. Valid. Not a question, but this looks like Sabib. I'm telling you, like, the powers, like, uh, they want us to talk about Sabib. It's too much. It's too much. <laughs> Carry on. Turns out me and an acquaintance visit almost every week and the same three places and never see each other. So they visit each other almost every week in the same three places but never see each other. That's the opposite of serendipity. Is that the orange? What's that called? Something string theory. Sliding doors. Oh, that's so cool. I love that. No, it's not. It's not good. She wants to see the person, I think. But but she might. It reminds me a little bit of like the string theory. What's the string theory? So like you and this person are like always in similar spaces. You're just connected. In they some might way get married in, in like ten years' time. Yeah, string theory. Found out the guy. Do you guys wait? Pause. Do you guys know about the orange peel theory? No, what's the orange so peel? So, so like, you guys could test this out with your significant others. Significant others. So basically, I don't know if you hand your partner an orange and then you basically, if he comes back and he peels it, that's yeah. the orange peel there. Like, he's compassionately thought about you. It's the convenience of him, like, peeling the orange and giving it to you. Is it kind of what like... Oh, yeah. that's the, uh, uh, oh. Imagine he doesn't share the orange. What if he's like, thanks for giving me this orange, babe? You're so or like, passionate. That's yeah. true. Or like, I don't know if you have to say to him, oh, can you can you do this for me? And he does it. I don't know. Is it the I same really as like, this when, when he's got like the last piece of meat or something on the plate. And he gives it to you. And he gives it to you. Yeah, similar. Oh, That's actually really cute though. That is quite cute. Yeah. Imagine someone giving you their last I wonder piece. how you do it then. Oh, I think you give them an orange and you're like, can you do this for me? And then you see what they do. Oh, but yeah. if he eats it, you're... If you've asked them, you yeah. them Yeah, so I don't know. So they'll know. You've got to research that it, guys. But it exists. <laughs> it exists. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. <laughs> this could just be a TikTok fan. It is. <laughs> it actually is. 
Found out the guy that ghosted me went to jail. Um, it's probably a blessing in disguise. Yeah, and I think you don't should be sad be... about being ghosted. I think you should. Yeah, I think you should be happy with that one. At least you know he didn't ghost you for real. Yeah, I know. That's it's not a, good, a rejection. That's, that's nice for the ego. The law took part in that. Good for the ego. Saw my first birth in a video. Ooh. Would you guys record giving birth yeah. and then rewatch? I would watch that. I just oh, want to see what's going on. But I wouldn't show anyone. I want to I see what's happening with my body. So like one random evening at 1am, you put on a video of yourself giving birth. I wouldn't watch Get it some all the time. Sit down. I don't think it's something you watch with popcorn, but I just want to experience. I want to see what it looks like. Really? I would. Yeah, <laughs> like, do I look good? Do I look good giving birth? Like, what is it? How does? And actually, also the other aspect I want to see is I want to see the physicality of a child coming out. How does that look? I don't know. No, I'd rather watch someone else giving birth. Oh, you? Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I don't know. Yeah, yeah I don't I'd, know about I'd that. I'd rather watch some people on the internet giving birth. Let me give you a fun fact though. The first time I gave birth, I felt my child. Now you guys can imagine how you think about I'm not going to visualize it for you guys but I felt my child's head and it felt like a like a squidgy ball and it made me nauseous did while you, I was did you give it a quick did you do a Kourtney Kardashian <laughs> <laughs> Kourtney Kardashian drag her baby out no I couldn't do that no I couldn't I was I was too traumatized see to you just went like this what the f- <laughs> now I told you you can visualize what you want and think about it however I did it and the head was squidgy the head was very yeah. squidgy and it made me feel very fucking sick no way because I've never felt something like that before it felt like did you feel hair it, felt, it feels like you know go like this with your skin oh it's oh yeah it's like that you know I was like oh and then that's like the first real, real, realisation that I had that something was coming out of me that's when it really dawned on me I was like what the fuck but yeah I mean can we wrap this up any good ones? Just got blocked because I caught my now ex cheating. Wait, he blocked you? Yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? He the must feel guilty. It. He could be so guilty that he can't even see her face. Can't even just see her doing well. That's the one that got away. Got to block her. But she caught him cheating. The cheek of it. Same thing. Maybe, same he, maybe he doesn't like. Maybe he doesn't like confrontation. Yeah, maybe. Doesn't maybe he's an absolute sausage. Just a pussy owl. Valid. <laughs> Valid. You just can't take the right. heat. Right. I was in an Islam study session while I was screen sharing the text for the girls. Oh, God, I'm scared now. Then suddenly got the urge to break off with my situationship. I just started to get to know. So I started to write to him and everyone saw it. I forgot I was screen sharing. That's like me on FaceTime to you guys. I'm screen sharing and I just start writing to my babes. That's so awkward. If that was me, <laughs> I just thought, you go, girl. Well done. At least you broke it up. But that's so awkward, though. That's your Ahmed. What am I talking about? Ew. Islam study. Ew, that's even worse. No, that's crazy. Why didn't Imagine someone say something? They probably didn't understand what was going on. Hey, babe, like, I just can't do this anymore. Yeah, I'm Estino Virginia. <laughs> Ramadan's coming up. Like, I've just got to cut this off. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Oh, God. My sister found out her mother-in-law is low-key a hater, but smiles to her face. <sighs> I can't relate. 
Honestly, that's horrible. Yeah, that's it, really. That's all we've got today, guys. Thank you so much for sending those in. As ever, you lot are flipping amazing. Thank you guys so much for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Make sure that you like, comment and subscribe on the YouTube and you leave us lovely little reviews on Apple and Spotify podcasts because I love reading them. And we just want to say thank you guys so much for everything. Love you. Don't forget to subscribe to the Patreon. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.